0: excited. I always say that so you better get used to it. I've been waiting for this interview for quite a while because these two students were wrapping up school but now they're here to share with you their wonderful business that they have created. My first two segments are going to be introducing the beautiful Genevieve Sovereigns who has built Guelph Fox. So with no further ado I'm going to introduce to you Genevieve Sovereigns. Hi Genevieve.
1: Hi, Joy. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, it is my pleasure, hon. This has been a long-awaited
0: interview, right? Sure has. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked a little bit off camera. You You are a student of UBC. How is that feeling that you've just wrapped up now all those exams and stuff?
1: I must say it feels very good to have a couple semesters under my belt and excited to return there in the fall
0: awesome my love so how did we meet do you remember how we met how we got in touch
1: you're throwing me there um i actually think my (laughs) uncle had a mutual friend with you who heard that you were looking for young students who had started businesses or done something in their community for international women's day and he connected me through there and i remember you called me while i was in my dorm room and um at ubc and then I think that's kind of where things started and we chatted a little bit there and then have continued to stay in touch until now.
0: All righty. Well, the young lady's name was Michelle Tarras and Michelle knows your family. And she sent me this message. I want to hold up the show on this, but I'm going to sit really, really quickly, quickly is that she sent me this beautiful message stating, you got to have her on the show. And I said, okay. And there we are. So my love, I know about you, but can you tell our beautiful viewers who you are, what you're all about? And let's just share your beautiful self.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So as Joy introduced me, I am Genevieve and I am 18. I'm from Guelph, Ontario here in Canada. And I'm also a student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. I am studying both science and doing a master's of management at the same time in one of their dual degree programs. And one of the main things that I would say has kind of formed me is growing up in a really large family. So I'm one of four kids as well as have a almost two-year-old niece who's living at home with us uh, throughout COVID. And so used to the busy household and ongoing stuff, both my parents are entrepreneurs, which Definitely has shaped our dinner table conversations and a lot of what I've learned about. And most recently, which is one of the things that we were talking about in the past, I co-founded Guelph Box, which is a social enterprise that helps support local small businesses and charities here in Guelph. Ah, uh, my God. Have you done TV before? I haven't done TV. I've done podcasts and other forms, but and interviews, but never t- TV. No. Oh my God, that was so so well said,
0: hon. So well said. Okay. Um, just to bring it back a little bit, um, you attend UBC. What? Why did you choose UBC? Why?
1: I honestly love this story. So when I went back to grade 12, I was deciding where I wanted to go to school and I decided that I really wanted to go to a big city. So I basically narrowed down my choices to Toronto, McGill, and UBC. And then I also was debating about Western's Ivy program at the time. And I knew I also wanted to combine science and business. So those were my main two like criteria factors. I went and visited U of T, didn't like the campus, didn't feel like it had the right university feel that I was looking for and then I was still waiting to hear from McGill and my family went out and toured UBC and I just fell in love. I remember standing on the campus and I'm quite an emotional human being, but I remember starting to like cry at the flagpole with the mountains. And I was like, this is it. And I just knew in the moment. And I actually had applied for the business program. And in that moment, I all of a sudden was like, I need to do science. Like I picked the wrong degree. So I (laughs) called the Dean's office, like the science Dean and was like, I'm from Ontario. I'm only here for an hour. Any way I can meet with someone from your office. And they said, no and then they called me back 10 minutes later and said if you can get here in five we have someone who's willing to give you 10 minutes of their lunch break and so i put it in my gps with my mom and it was a 17 minute walk from where we were so we sprinted across campus got in with the dean and he approved my program switch. And then I actually deferred my admission by a year and took a year off to travel uh, before starting school. And so I guess that was another criteria was I only applied to schools that would let me defer because I knew I didn't wanna go through the university application while I was traveling. And honestly, it was the best decision I've ever made. Like, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I get to live amongst mountains and ocean and surrounded by really like-minded people and the sustainability aspects. So I couldn't rave about it enough. Like, I'm so thankful that I landed where I did. Well,
0: you know, i got to share with you something. Uh, Sean, my husband, took us out to UBC and I literally fell in love with the place. Not UBC, sorry, Vancouver. I didn't go to UBC. And uh, my God, it is gorgeous. It is, it's like California in Canada. That's what yeah. I think, I just, I just love it. I just love it so, so much. Now, there's a picture that we've shown throughout this segment here of your family. Just to reel it through, so I'm just covering as much as I can because your business is so fascinating. When you started Wealthbox, how was the support? Because throughout the information that you sent me, I just wanna to touch upon it because we're gonna take the other segment and talk more about the company. How was the support in starting your own business? Like, how was that with your family?
1: Honestly, as I mentioned, the support from them was absolutely incredible. Both my parents are entrepreneurs themselves. And so, okay. like I said, growing up at the dinner table, that was very much part of our conversation, was business life. I remember when I was little, my dad would come home from work and I would run to the door and ask him, did you like hire anyone? Did you fire anyone? Like, how is today? And like, I just wanted to be so part of it. And usually the answer was no and no, but, um, Like growing up, that was just so in my DNA was starting little companies and I would run lemonade stands and I made jam and marmalade so I could raise money to go skydiving and just All like my whole childhood, I feel like kind of has pointed towards the moment where I actually started something slightly larger than just your corner store um, idea on the side of the road. And so their support has been tremendous. Honestly, every single one of them has played a part in one way or another. Whether that was through supporting me like emotionally and just cheering me on, bringing us food on our busy packing days, offering their ideas and support. One of my sisters actually does a lot of our marketing for us now, so she's been. Really heavily involved and one of the awesome. like key members of our Guelph box team, and so yeah, honestly, I would not have done it without them, and their support just means so much to me.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. I'm looking at my clock. Okay, as you can see my eyes going up and down because um, we live in a different world now. So Zoom, okay, um, but it's all good. I just want to reel it back because I'm listening to you right now, and your family's already entrepreneurs and stuff. But just back to the school part, just for one minute when it was your first year of school, right? First year. Yeah. And you changed in that school, year, because a lot of students attend school, right? Let's talk about post-secondary world here for a second. You weren't afraid to change. You weren't afraid to change what you were going for. What? Um, the reason why I'm asking that, because they're very important thing. Um, you weren't uncomfortable. You didn't feel like, oh my God, I can't do that. It's wrong. Like. How did you feel changing? Because I want you to send a message to the viewers right now, the students that are watching this.
1: For me, I would say I knew like in my gut that I was at the right school, but wrong program. And I honestly don't really know how else to explain it other than I just had a moment of like, oh shoot, this is so right yet so wrong at the same time. And every other school I'd applied to science. So this was the one that I hadn't and I don't know why I didn't. And I would say in that moment, I just knew that I what I wanted was more important than any fear I had of that change. And so right. I think I hit that point where I knew this is where I wanna to go to school and therefore I need to be in the right program. And so making that phone call to the Dean is not something I would ever do if I didn't have that. That moment of this is more important than anything that stands in my way and i would say even now i have friends who are switching programs having done a full year of school and i think for me i was lucky enough to switch ahead of time in that i don't have to redo any schooling to make that switch so it wasn't like I was going backwards but I don't think you ever go backwards when you make these changes and I remember talking to some of my friends recently about this and saying like you're still learning and you've been educated in a lot of them going from arts to science or engineering to science and I think it just contributes to you as a human that like don't be afraid to change paths and switch and i think it just goes into being a lifelong learner to me it wasn't about the title of degree but i knew i wanted to be in school i wanted a formal education and for me the way i wanted to express that was through science but i know if i was in business i probably would have found my way to science yet at the same time it would have been just as beneficial to creating me into who i was meant to be
0: you know listening to you right now you're not fearless you're you're not scared of anything are you
1: I think I'm scared of some things, but no, I'm I would <laughs> like, no, just—I no,
2: because no, <laughs> no, no, need, no.
1: around snakes. But um, <laughs> no, I definitely think that for me, like being courageous has always right. been a priority and like a key part of who I am. That taking risks—I always say like you either end up with it going well or with a good story—and I think that that's true to how. I live my everyday life and while I'm traveling and doing anything else. And so yeah, being courageous has always just been something that I feel like is somewhat just in me. I like the adrenaline of it. Like I I feel like life would be boring if I didn't take risks. So I'm always there for it. <laughs> well, the reason why I asked you that, honey, is
0: because Future Prospects is Future Prospects. It's all about inspiring youth in their journey, significant stories, significant stories of success. And that's the reason I like to ask these questions because it gets the adrenaline going, all right? Um, We've only got a minute and 40 seconds left. Um, The support of your parents, you've started your business and everything, and now you're back home in wealth. How does that feel like being back home?
1: Honestly, right now, it's so nice to get to spend time with my family. I would say that's the one thing that I struggle with the most, being away from home for school, As I definitely yes. miss them. Um, I know that photo of my niece is from last Christmas, but she's turning two on Monday. Awesome. And so just getting able to spend that quality time. We're still in a stay-at-home order in Ontario, so there's not really much to distract me, or stuff that's going on. And so it's been really, really nice to be home and get that quality time. Although I will say I am missing the vancouver lifestyle the about.
0: mountains yes.
1: yes yes i know i'm like the rivers in guelph just don't quite do it but it's honestly no complaints yeah I, nice to be back oh
0: my god honey you're a sweetheart you are a gem and i said about everybody you are a gem on that note we're gonna go to break we're gonna come back with genevieve sovereigns creator of wealth box we'll be right back guys and Aviv Sovereigns, co-founder of Wealth Box. My love, that first segment was awesome. It was phenomenal. I asked you some questions about um, being fearless. And you know something, you answered it awesome because your excitement, your passion for what you do comes across the screen. And that's what Future Prospects is all about, sweetie. So this second segment, my love, is all about your company, Wealth Box. I'd like you to share with us how did it all come about? you tell your story, sweetie?
2: I
1: love telling a story because I think it speaks a lot to you don't need to have it all figured out before you get going. So uh, if I back up a little bit to last March. I was actually traveling on a year off. I was in France at the time when all of COVID hit. And I remember like the NBA shut down and then the MLB shut down, all the sports leagues, of course. And so I knew it was time to come home because the world was shutting down (laughs) and I was flying home. And then my co-founder Josh was actually coming back from Ottawa. He goes to school at Carleton and I had a layover in Montreal for about eight hours that day. And he called me and he was like, like, hey, did you hear on the radio? If you're over 70, you're not allowed to leave your house. And to me, this was crazy. I've been living in a town of like 1,100 people in Western France, COVID was not a thing. And I thought my parents were overreacting, telling me I had to come home. And so he said immediately, we need to do something to help. What about a grocery delivery service? Or we can offer a way that we can get them fresh food. And immediately I was like, sure, I have nothing going on. I had come home six weeks early from what I'd originally planned literally on 24 hour notice. And so we started playing around and we actually built a website while I was on that layover and it was not called Wealth Box. It was a completely different model. And I got home and we'd been talking to our family about it. And I think his sister said, hey, why don't you do all local? And then my mom said, why are you doing groceries? Just make it a box. And so throughout just these conversations, 36 hours later, we launched a website. We got picked up by local news and the rest is honestly history. We say all the time that we are designed the plane as we're flying it. It was a crazy start and definitely wouldn't have been possible uh, had we not come home almost ready for opportunity and ready to see what was next. I think we looked around us and saw a need and filled it and the timing was really immaculate to be honest. Uh, It was right as stuff was closing down and so we got some local vendors on board and we said we're going to launch and see how it goes and it has been an incredible journey just full of community support and love ever since
0: you know it blows my mind with it when I'm listening to you and we've already shared it and throughout our pre-interview when you were talking with me but it's that it covers many things it helps people living at home right and it also brings in community business right so you're helping them showcase what they do you also give back I believe five percent of your proceeds goes back right um Also too, it is so unique and you developed it within COVID times. Like this is is my message to you for all the time is that the most unique ideas come out of stress or pressure or where you've got nothing to do. Wouldn't you agree?
1: absolutely yeah I was actually saying that today they were doing a follow-up story to that original news story earlier this morning and she had asked like would this have come about if it weren't for the pandemic and honestly I don't think it would have like in it was the circumstances there was a need that needed to be filled and also we had time on our hands and wanted to help and that's really what got us going so wow
0: I love the way you open it up you don't have to know everything in your own words like as an entrepreneur, why? Can you just just talk about that just for one minute? Why? Why don't you have to know everything? Or your what is it? Your chickens have to line up in the same row. Was what's the saying? Your ducks in
1: a, ducks in a row, I think. Okay,
0: duck quack quack. Chickens
1: okay, <laughs> yeah. <Chickens laughs> Whatever you oh. Honestly, I think the truth is you're never actually gonna know anything like everything. You'll know some things. Right. But I think if you wait until you know everything, you're never going to do anything because you'll never know everything. And so for us, that was just, we knew a lot less than some people know when they start businesses, but I don't think it's realistic to think that you'll ever know everything you need to know to get started. And I think being flexible and adaptable in those moments was really what has kept us going and innovative and people are still buying from us over a year later. (laughs) And I think- having that flexibility mindset right off the start and that coachability like we were very intentional about finding mentors and business coaches and people to surround us and learn from because we realized we didn't know half the stuff we needed to know and when we didn't know we would ask for help and honestly if we hadn't i don't think that we would still be here. And so I guess that's to say, like, just get going and be coachable because no one knows everything, but a lot of people know stuff and they're willing to share. So that I just can't be more thankful for people to share with us.
0: Awesome, honey. We haven't, we've got eight minutes left and I want to catch everything. I know you've got some products there, but I want to ask you this quick, quick thing, really, really fast mentors. One minute. Why are mentors so important?
1: Mentors, honestly, I would say mentors are important in life. Like if you don't have a business, this can still be applicable to you. And definitely something that I've grown up really prioritizing in my own life. But for me, it's because we are young. We haven't lived as much as, yes, we have a lot of experience for our age. There are people who know way more than us. And so just hearing their guidance in terms of ideas, but also just having someone to sit with you and say, yes, that is normal. Or yes, that's happened to me as well is immensely encouraging. And it's on, especially those days that you feel like giving up having that mentor (laughs) call you and say, Hey, I've been exactly where you're at. Keep going. That is honestly has been the hugest thing for us. And just to learn from too.
0: That's awesome, honey. You got a picture there. We're going to we show all these different pictures that are coming up as we're talking. Um, volunteers, like you've got those beautiful people there volunteering. So you include them into which a portion goes back to it. So volunteers support you throughout wealth. Like, can you elaborate on that for me?
1: Absolutely. So the first week actually we started, uh, we thought that we were going to sell like 10 boxes. And so I was in quarantine from coming home internationally. Josh was convinced he was going to deliver and we sold just under 100. And so he quickly realized that he was not going to be able to deliver them on his own. And we had a real estate agent from Guelph actually call us and offer up his team in order to deliver the boxes. And it was at that moment that we said, well, we can't pocket the delivery fee that we had incorporated into the box price. And so immediately Immediately, Josh and I were like, well, let's donate it to charity. And it happened to be 5% of the box price at the time. And then every (laughs) week we had people call and volunteer and volunteer. And we were like, wow, this is amazing. And then we switched once people went back to work and stuff like that, people weren't around as much. And so we switched to a paid driver system, but with the option to volunteer to continue that community engagement, it gives people a great chance to get out of the house in a safe way. And so we still give 5% of all of our proceeds to charity and then in addition we now have a paid delivery fee or you can pick up your box and so if we have delivery drivers they also we give back that delivery fee so the photo there was actually um some delivery drivers from a local nonprofit and team and donated their time so that they were able to get the five percent in addition to the delivery fee uh back to their charity which is just great because it just ripples the impact that the boxes have absolutely
0: hon awesome okay we got a couple of minutes here let's get this products out of wealth box now we got some pictures that oh, she says goodness you can do it you can do it yes. excited all right honey so let's see these products okay we're gonna go we're just gonna show some pictures but you did a mother's day beautiful box But I way you got some tangible ones there so what are in these boxes honey like you've got the pictures but if you can hold up anything that you have there
1: for sure. So, just a couple like product highlights from our Mother's Day box. Typically, we have a mix of food items and non food items, perishable and non perishable. And so, for example, we had this counter spray from a local company called The and Market in each of the Mother's Day boxes. It also came with a bar of rose petal soap. And then you got some, I'm going to see if I can tell that some fresh scones from a local bakery, oh! which are so yummy. I'm like okay, so excited about them.
0: Hold on, hold on. I got to do this. I got to do this for Ron because him and I always have a little bit of battle. Okay, Ron is our uh, cameraman producer. Okay, how do you say scones? I say scones. How do you say? What do you say?
1: I would say scones.
0: Scones thank you. All
1: right, continue. I just have to get that in. I just have to go. Okay. So that just shows the like not the more perishable items that will come. Um we also had some tea here as well that was in the Mother's Day box. And then there were actually many cheesecakes in that box as well and um a fresh bouquet of flowers that were locally grown so that was a really great uh combination of products for mother's day and then again five percent went back to a women's mental health charity here in town that runs fitness groups for um women who want to get into the house so but
0: so Genevieve I've got to ask you something here now so you and Josh he attends school Carlton. okay what what is he taking in Carlton real fast what is he studying he's
1: doing business Finance, business. finance mostly.
0: Yeah. So it blows my mind. He picks up the phone, he calls you in France and tells you, da 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 let's get this business going. Boom, one year lady, one year later, you built this business. Like, hello. Holy cow, this is phenomenal, hon. So you went to school and you did your business. How did you balance the two? Like in COVID online. Like, how did you do it?
1: I think for the main thing would be I'm used to being busy is probably what I would say Um, it's definitely a skill that I've developed over the years during high school was very involved in a lot of different activities and volunteer opportunities that to me it was no large stretch, I would say, in order to transition to doing school and the business. It definitely required some segmentation of time management uh, for sure and delegating tasks. We've always been pretty good from the start of making sure that we're playing to our strengths. So Josh does a lot of the finance work. I'll do a lot of the admin and box building kind of work. Um, and so that really helps for sure because it doesn't really feel like work to be honest. And so right. I'd be able to do school all day and then usually in front of a Raptors game, I'd be answering emails and going back and forth with people. So I honestly loved it. And I would say it's the same as kind of having a part-time job throughout university. However, for us, it's even more flexible because we can do it whenever we want. And then when we actually went back, so first semester we were in Guelph doing that. And then when we moved away to school for second semester, we had a great local bakery called Sweet Temptations and they sort of took over all of the delivery day logistics for us, which was a huge blessing the sweetest ladies, uh, and so that we were able to continue while we weren't here. So we did all the organization from afar. Uh and then they were able to do the stuff that needed to be in person. But at the end of the day, I think it was the priority and realizing that I almost feel like I have a responsibility to do it in a way that I don't know if that sounds kind of weird. No, it doesn't. No. just because of the like good that it's doing in the community and just how much I'm learning as well. I, it was that's something right. that I really prioritized in my life and continue to prioritize. And I think that's the difference. If you want to do it, you can do it. You just have to find the time for it. Um, But yeah, we definitely figured it out and it helps having a partner. I'll give you that one too.
0: Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, definitely. I would agree with that one. We got one minute, my love, one minute left. And I got to let you go, but I know we're going to see more of you. and We're going to promote more of your stuff with different initiatives that you and I are going to work on. And you don't know that yet. One word of wisdom. I'd like you to leave with our viewers, sweetheart, from Genevieve Sovereign's Wealth Box.
1: My main word of wisdom would be just go for it. I think that in our kind of inception story, you hear that of the idea to the product in 36 hours. And if you're seeking to start some sort of entrepreneurial venture, I would say, build the skill of turning ideas into action. And you can do that through school clubs. You can do that in any sort of way. But for us, that became a natural reaction. And looking back, that's a skill that we developed. and for anyone, whether you wanna start a business or you're thinking of taking a leap in any sort of way, I would say just go for it because you'll never look back and think, oh, I wish I just stayed where I was. But um, you might end up looking back very, very
2: thankful that you took the leap of faith.
0: Thank you, Genevieve. All your information is gonna be in the credits. It's gonna be amazing. You are phenomenal. Thank you so much, honey. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Now, I'm introducing to you my second guest. Her name is Paige Bain, and the founder of Simply Scrunches. And I'm so, so proud to have her here. Her story came to me, again, by Michelle Tarras. And Michelle says, you gotta have her on. And she was a recipient of my International Youth Entrepreneurs, for, um, I took a different theme to it. But her story was so inspiring, so brave, and so unique. So without no further ado, I'm going to give it over to Paige. Hi, Paige.
2: Hi. It's great to be here today. Oh, you are so welcome,
0: sweetheart. And thank you for taking the time. Thank you, honey. Now, I know about you. I know about all the beautiful things that you have done and you're still doing. But I want you to share with the viewers who you are. If you introduce yourself,
2: please. All right. So I'm a grade 11 student. I attend King's Christian Collegiate in Oakville. Um, And in my grade nine year, I decided to start up a little business. Um, And there were kind of lots of things that led me to that moment. Um, Lots of life lessons I've learned through horseback riding, such as like perseverance, uh, discipline and trust, kind of trusting yourself to take a leap. And I've also always been a really, like, artistic person. I love art um, and kind of craft. So it was really interesting for me. I kind of started out, like, learning how to make scrunchies as a craft for myself. And then I moved on to my friends. And then my friends are like, this is amazing. You should, like, make a business out of this. So then I went through the steps to get registered. And that's my little business. Kind of started up there. Um, And... Um, I, in the eighth grade, kind of what kind of inspired me is I attended a me to we trip to Tanzania. Um, and it was a little bit of a service trip. So we got to help with some projects out there and see what the company did for different villages. And it was really an amazing experience. Um, so my main motivator to start my business was my mom told me Um, The first $100 I make shall match a donation of $100 to a charity of my choice. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'll choose me to be and I'll donate something you can choose, like the location that you wanted to donate to. So I was like, I'll donate to Tanzania because I saw firsthand how donating opportunities um, can actually help people get on their feet and start their own um, self-sustaining kind of like lives and live for themselves. And yeah, so it was really great to have that connection and have that as my motivator.
0: Wow. Um, it touched me how the way you opened the show about life challenges. Can you just share that a little bit? Because you're so young, if I'm correct. You're 16 years old, correct?
2: Yes, I am. it's 16
0: years old and you talk so wise, like you really do. Um... You, you, you honestly, you really, really do, Paige. But I want you just to share with the viewers why you said what you said, and from what you have gone through. If you could just share that for a minute, please.
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, like I said, like I've always been around horses my whole life and that's kind of where those like ideas stem from. Those are like where I gather information and learn how to build my perseverance and discipline um, and trusting in people and taking risks um because throughout it's been I think this is maybe my 11th or 12th year riding horses so I've been riding them before I can remember um you're always going to get something different with each new horse that you ride you always get something different so you have to really learn to persevere and kind of learn to work with the horse build trust and that takes a certain level of discipline so that's just developed as a byproduct of dealing with the horses, and yeah.
0: Wow, and now you shared a picture with me, part of one of your pictures. You're also an artist too, You, right? So when yeah, did you I start? Uh,
2: um, again, I've been drawing since I was little. I've always loved to do arts and crafts. I used to wow. always do them at my grandparents' house. And kind of right now, it's one of my stress outlets. I always like, Recently, I have taken up drawing cars again um, and I really like cars. They interest me a lot. So I like to draw them. They're pretty like they're straightforward. There's kind of it's like a methodical approach. I take to drawing them and that's a really good way to deal with my stress during these times right now and gives me a little bit of a break from school. So it's Yes,
0: great. that's beautiful to share with the viewers right now. That is and I thank you from my heart for sharing that is that that's your go to. So if it'd be riding your horse and then you do your art, right, Han? Yeah. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so, so much, because there's a lot of young people right now that are dealing with being online and now all of a sudden it being in the home, they the lockdown. So I thank you from my heart, Han. How was the trip in Tanzania? And I want to just take this segment and share and elaborate more on those beautiful pictures. Like, how was that like? The weather, the people, and seeing the children.
2: It was amazing. It's honestly an experience I will never forget. I was pretty young at the time. I have a late birthday, so I think I was only 13. Right. Um, and I went with my school through Mitwi, Um for two weeks I was away. And it was really amazing. We stayed up in the mountains in Arusha and we stayed um, in a little camp by a village right by the school. So we got to spend Uh tons of time with the children. And it's just great because the way the trip was, we kind of just delved straight into the culture and just got to learn and share experiences. And it was really amazing.
0: Okay, what did you learn when you were there from the different lifestyle here in the Western world?
2: Um, One thing I noticed was everybody seemed to be super happy regardless of what they had. Um, There was a real sense of community you don't really see too much over here so that was really great everybody kind of just like the children were so excited to meet new people and share their stories and they kind of just like one thing that was really nice was they're super warm they always hugged you and that's just not something you get here all the time so it was really great to have like such a welcoming group of people it was amazing to spend time with them
0: did you find they were really humble there with just the the lifestyle that they have How was that?
2: Yeah, they were fairly humble. It was a pretty isolated village that we were in. It was up in the mountains. Um, So it wasn't too, too close to any major cities. Um, But it was great. Yeah, they were super humble. And I just loved spending time there. I hope I can go back one day. It's amazing.
0: Okay. What makes you appreciate your life here in the blessings that we have here as opposed to what they don't have there, honey?
2: um definitely opportunity opportunity was a big theme that came up um I know over here we have so much opportunity and we're so blessed um and one of the things that the charity focused on a lot was kind of they didn't necessarily donate like money or clothes they donated opportunity so maybe instead of donating um clothes they would donate a sewing machine and teach somebody how to sew so that they could start making clothes and make their own business so that was also one of my motivators kind of seeing how um how kind of giving somebody the opportunity to do something can just change
0: their lives wow when you talk with them over there what was it like like did you have a chance did you have an interpreter or how did it go
2: Um, We did some Swahili lessons as part of the trip, so we could talk to the, we, they urged us to speak in Swahili, the leaders of our trip, um, Mm -hmm. as much as we could, as much as we were comfortable to, but a lot of the children also learned English in school, so we were able to talk to them in English too.
0: Awesome, hon. Now what you shared with me, you shared a couple of um, quotes but I don't want to go into that. I want to bring that into the second segment, but you shared that this literally ignited you to start Simply Scrunches. Why did it, you know, why? What happened when you went there and you came back and you went, I can do something. Can you just share that?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I was kind of, as I mentioned a little bit before, just kind of seeing how opportunity can change somebody's life. And I wanted to kind of, bring that back and be an example for that so if you're given the opportunity to take a risk and start a business or take a risk and do something you should because it can just has like a butterfly effect almost it's like something small you're given a small opportunity but you can just take it and grow it and that was really amazing
0: awesome now i have spoken with your mom several times several times uh, Julia Page, and she is, I've never met her in person, but she is a sweetheart. And you, can te- and you can see, my gosh, my language tonight, but you can see her passion and love for you, honey. What was that like when you run this idea by her, The Simply Scrunches?
2: Uh, she was very supportive. She was kind of one of my biggest helps along the way. Um, she was the one who gave me the initial, like, motive. Who sa- She said, the first $100 you make with this, we will take that and match that donation to whichever charity you want. Um, and yeah, she was just super supportive. She helped me go through the motions of kind of learning how to register my business and make it my own because I had never taken a business course before. So we always okay. kind of joked and said, this is a business course, like a homeschool, like I'm teaching myself. And yeah.
0: Do you think young people get too hung up on comp- Don't get me wrong when I say this, but hung up on what other people think. If they have a great idea, do you feel that? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Because this is really good stuff, Paige.
2: I think sometimes we can get kind of caught up in what people think and we're worried about getting judged, but it's great to take a step away from that and worry about what you think and know that not everybody's opinions matter necessarily.
0: Right. Did you ever worry about that yourself?
2: Uh, Personally, no, I didn't because my friends were all super supportive. They were the first people to buy from me. And they were like, this is so good. You should just kind of take this and grow it. So I had a lot of support from my friends.
0: Oh, that is phenomenal, hon. The reason I want to ask you another question, but I know we're going into the second segment. It's going to be a long answer. So I don't want to cut away from that. So we're going to go to break. We're going to come back with Paige Bain, owner of Simply Scrunches. Stay tuned. Paige Bain, founder of Simply Scrunches. Honey, that first segment rocked. Loved your storytelling. Phenomenal, phenomenal, sweetie. We've got the segment right now that I want to embrace your company, Simply Scrunches. So who came up with the name? Like, where did that name come from?
2: Um, I kind of just was thinking one day and I was like, oh, well, Right now, this is back in 2019, I was like, oh, right now, like, I don't think I'll do venture anything from scrunchies, like, my business will be just scrunchies, so I was like, oh, Simply Scrunchies, that works.
0: Simply Scrunchies, I love it. Now, we got some pictures of them here. Now, you make them yourself, correct?
2: Yes, I do sew them myself.
0: Okay, so how long does it take you to put these beautiful scrunchies together? Like you go to school, high school, you're online, you've got your orders coming in. How long does it take you to make even one scrunchie? Like, talk to us.
2: It's hard to put an estimate on one because I usually do it in an assembly line sort of. So when I get a big order, I'll, first I'll sew the, t- I'll cut all the fabric to size. I'll sew all the tubes closed, I'll turn them all out and then thread elastic through and finish them up. So it's kind awesome. of, I like to work an assembly line process.
0: Awesome. Now when you say an assembly line, is the assembly
2: line just you
0: or who's part of this assembly line?
2: <laughs> Mostly it's just me. Sometimes my mom will help me flip them inside out so that their fabric is showing the right way. Okay. But, yeah. Do you get?
0: Do you get donations of any fabric when people find out? Has anybody donated some fabric? Like
2: I did last year when I pivoted my business to start making masks. I had a donation from a church in Milton that my grandparents attend. And that was very generous because it was during lockdown when we couldn't go to the fabric store and get good fabrics to make masks. They donated a ton of fabric that was able to tie me over because I had an overwhelming response. We ran out. Right and yeah we couldn't go to the store to pick some more so it was really great they donated a ton of fabric i was able to use it all so it was perfect
0: awesome hon. what has been your biggest initiative that you've done with simple scrunchies if you can
2: just just elaborate on that more
0: on what you've done with your beautiful company
2: so i always like to donate proceeds just as i said it kind of started out with a donation so, I've kept that as a theme. I've donated to various businesses um, various organizations. I've done Me to We, Protect Our Winters, Kerr Street Mission, Can Praxis. Um, I'm into equestrian stuff. So, I did Ontario Equestrian Save Our Herd, which is to help schooling barns feed their horses during lockdown when they didn't have business. Um, but my biggest initiative by far has been for Halton Food for Thought. And it was the start of last spring, um, I pivoted my business and started to make cotton masks instead of scrunchies. Um, and as I said, the response was overwhelming. And by the end of summer, I was able to donate $1,100 to Halton Food for Thought. Um, and that went towards making meal packages for families in need um, that were delivered to them during lockdown. Um, and because of this initiative, I was nominated for and won the Halton Food for Thought Initial uh, Individual Volunteer of the Year Award. So that was really amazing as well.
0: Wow. Um, I'm gonna ask you something because with a company you can still give back, but why did you make it a charity? Why?
2: Um, I don't know. It's kind of just like, um, there's certain initiatives, local and global, that I really agree with. Um, I like what their companies do. Um, It's great to see the donations go to causes that I care about.
0: Okay, now part of your charity, and this is good for the viewers, because a company, you can have yourself or two or three people, right? But now in a charity, how is that registered? Because this is good for you. Some might have a business, some might have a charity. So walk us through how you put that together. What is, how does it go?
2: Um, Usually when I'm doing a big order, so I'll give an example. I did for Spring Ridge Farms up in Milton. They sold my scrunchies the summer of 2019. How I did that was I would choose that as my kind of main focus. That was my order, my big kind of cause. So all the scrunchies I made for them were bee-themed. They were with bee fabric. So I would say from those scrunchies, I will donate a certain amount of proceeds to buying beehives from me to we to send to people in need. And it gives them an education on how to become a beekeeper and it allows them to become self-sufficient. So I kind of do that with each big grouping of scrunchies I'll choose a different organization and donate
0: okay now having your own company charity I just want to delve into a little bit more on the business side because some youth are going to be looking going okay just heard Genevieve that has her business but now Paige has a charity so how do I do it so how did you wh- where did you go to form a charity like you have to have six members a part of it or how does that go
2: um the process was pretty much the same as building any business we kind of did a lot of research found out where we could register it um we had it registered i'm a minor still so it's mostly in my mom's name but i'm co-signed on so it's my business yeah yeah so it follows a similar process um i don't think there was anything that stood out apart from the regular process of starting a business but yeah
0: Okay, how did you handle it both with school? You're online at home, all of a sudden, it's a thriving charity. Like it really is that the stuff you have is amazing. Like when I talk with your mom, I couldn't talk to you much because you were busy at school, but how has that balance been? Like,
2: you know, students can be looking at her going, how does she do that? Like how do these girls do this stuff and still go to school? Most of the time, I'm kind of like off for the winter when I have exams. I take a little bit of a break. I'll do small orders if people reach out. Um, But most of the time I'm off for the winter and then I start back up in the spring again. And when I start up in the spring, I can usually find time to do it myself. Like Genevieve said, it's a lot of time management and just figuring out where you can fit in like a little sewing here, a little packaging there. Um, But I'm really usually full on in the summer.
0: Mm-hmm. When I have
2: tons of time, I can just spend a lot of time working on my business.
0: Okay, now summer's just around the corner. Oh, no more rain! But
2: uh, <laughs> oh my god,
0: um, what are your plans? What are your what is your plans rolling out with Simply Scrunches? What's your goals?
2: I will definitely continue to make masks and sell those. They were super successful, and um, I think any proceeds I get from masks, I'll continue to donate to Halton Food for Thought just stick with that theme um I have a friend who owns an equestrian business and I know Mm. she's at a lot of the shows this summer and last summer the end of last summer she was able to sell some black and white scrunchies for me through her business so I'll probably continue to make those and yeah
0: okay how about Canada Day
2: sorry Canada Day um I haven't thought that far ahead yet, but yeah. I usually like to do like some little theme things.
0: Yes, that would be really, really good, hon. Huh? So you get all your stuff. What other support do you get within the community? Like what other support do you get?
2: Um, just lots of neighbors, lots of people in my community, are repeat customers. They love the product. They order, they recommend me to other people. And Yeah. It's just great. Okay. Who put your Instagram page together,
0: Paige? That's all me. <laughs> That's all you. So how has that been? Because it's really, really cool. How has that been with followers and with feedback? Like how has that been?
2: It's been really good. Um, initially it was hard to get some followers. I kind of just followed a bunch of small businesses that were local that I kind of liked what they were doing. I followed charities. And then as my business started to like kind of roll on and take a hold. Um, I started to gain some followers. I had connections. Um, I had to work to make a lot of my connections. I had to reach out to people, not knowing whether they wanted the product or not. Um, but yeah, a lot of building on it was just reaching out to different small businesses and saying, I have this product. Um, I'm happy to sell it. I like to donate um you can take a cut of the product if you'd like i'm happy to talk and deal with um you and kind of make plans and i'm glad to switch up plans and i vary for everybody i like to just do what works best for whoever i'm dealing with at the moment um and yeah kind of an example would be um one summer i was in muskoka and on lake Rosso they have a little pop-up shop and it's all these little storage containers so i was like oh, this might be a great place for traffic and business. So I reached out to a ton of shops and I was like, this is what I have to offer. And I heard back from a few of them and they were like, we love love that you're willing to take risks and reach out. We'll sell your product for you. So I got a lot of traffic that way as well.
0: Oh my God. The reason why I asked this question and you girls are doing a phenomenal job because there's a lot of youth that are coming out of the woodworks. I don't know if COVID's making them think more, think outside of the box, not afraid. This is great information. Why is it important to follow your heart? Because when I read your email, you were very, very passionate about, there was a quote that you mentioned about Gandhi. Do you remember the one that you put? Can you quote, can you say that to me and then elaborate on that? Because you gave two or three, like they were really, really touching.
2: Yeah, for sure. So the quote from Gandhi was, You must be the change you wish to see in the world. And it's a pretty popular quote, but I love it. It really resonates with me. Um, just because not a ton of small, like, not a ton of youths have, I've not seen a ton that start small businesses like this. Um, and I don't know a ton of people my age who have little business endeavors. Um, but I think it's important to kind of teach yourself and take those risks. Um, So I kind of want to lead by example in a way. That's the type of leader I like to be. I'm super focused on developing my leadership. So I want people to see that you're able to take the risk and that most times taking the risk will go well. Um, In my case, it did go very well. So I want to yeah, lead by example and show other youth that they can do this too.
0: Well, you're doing it very, very well, hon. You really, really are. Who's your best, who's your most powerful mentor in your life? Because you are truly a beautiful person.
2: Thank you. You're Um, welcome. I have quite a few. I kind of just like to take lessons from each person I meet. Um, I know my riding coach, she's really like, she pushes me and I admire that she's able to push me to take risks that I might be afraid to take. Um, I've had some teachers, um, my religion teacher that I had in grade nine and 10, she kind of stood out to me, um, because she believed so strongly in the Christian religion, but she would never push it on anybody, but she just wanted to share her passion with us. So I kind of like that idea. Like I would never push on people that they have to donate to anything, but I like to share my passion and show that I'm passionate about helping others and leading by example.
0: Wow. What church do you go to?
2: Um, I don't attend a church right now, but I go to a Christian school, so we kind of center a lot of our teachings around um, Christian stuff, so my education is pretty Christian, and yeah, it's great.
0: That is awesome, hi. i I'm glad I asked you that. I am, because there's a lot of young people who do believe in God and are proud of their faith. So that's really important, sweetheart. i would be always be proud of that, okay? So I'm gonna leave you with this and I'm gonna ask you this. Okay. Leave me with one sentence of wisdom, word or anything to our viewers before I let you go, sweetheart.
2: Um, I think I'm going to say, um, don't be afraid to show what you're passionate about It's always good to take a risk and share your passions with the world. Work on developing yourself, and hopefully that brings light to others, and others makes them want to work on themselves and grow. Um, Just kind of be an inspiration. Do as much as you can to inspire others.
0: I want to thank you from the my bottom of my heart, sweetheart. You are a blessing. I thank you for coming on Future Prospects. Okay, honey. Thank you again. You're welcome, sweetheart. Bye, Paige. Bye. Bye-bye, Nani.